This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Of course, our video feed, 94 WIP. Check it out on YouTube there. A lot of video content from on air at WIP. And of course, podcasts, clap your hands and go birds and high hopes we get closer and closer to baseball season. Of course, NBA trade deadline one week from tomorrow. A lot of thoughts coming up on the Eagles situation as we move to the offseason. Phillies, what they still should do. But we got to start today with a debacle and the latest debacle for the Sixers. Joel Embiid injured again last night in Golden State. If you stayed up late and watched it, uh, it wasn't worth your time. And if you went to bed, you probably made the right decision. Sixers lose again. They dropped to fifth in the East now as this thing is going the wrong direction pretty fast here. But the Embiid situation is top of mind. And I want to dive in today who's to blame and who's not to blame for Joel Embiid going down last night. Obviously, everyone hopes he's okay. The MRI is going to be done likely today, or I don't know if they do it when they get to the next city because they are traveling. You know, they're in, I believe, Utah tomorrow night. So not sure how it works on the road in the midst of a road trip, but they'll do an MRI and they'll get it taken care of and see what's going on there with Joel Embiid, who was hobbled around, limping around, had a wrap on his knee the whole game. You know, we know he injured the knee last week against Indiana. Didn't play against Denver Saturday, although he wasn't on the injury report. It was a very late scratch, leading to a lot of consternation. He didn't play Monday in Portland, and then he was a game-time decision yesterday in Golden State. He obviously should not have played in the game. Now, the injury that he suffered last night seemed like it was a new thing, you know, because of the way he got rolled up on by Kuminga there. It's a new thing, maybe a hyperextension, hopefully not worse. I, I don't know. But but here's where I'm at with this, because it's just I, Friday is Groundhog Day. Like Friday is literally Groundhog Day. And the more I think about Joel Embiid, I feel like we live in Groundhog Day with Embiid. We live in the in, in, this is who he is. This is what we deal with every single year. So as far as blame goes, let, let's start with who we're not going to blame. We're not going to blame fans we're not going to blame media. And you, you could blame me if you want. I just, I'm just speaking of the whole, all the media. Because that's not why Joel Embiid got hurt last night. It's not. 
Guess what? When there is a situation like what happened on Saturday night where a player is not listed on the injury report and then 15 minutes before the game doesn't play, there's one of two things that is, is going on. It's only one of two. He's either ducking the game and doesn't want to play, and if you don't think that's fair or don't want to believe that, even though he has a play in Denver versus 2019, that's fine. That's your prerogative. The other thing that's going on is he is hurt, and the Sixers and Embiid, in some combination, skirted the injury report, and they should be fine for that. So there's only one of two options. So when you only have two options, guess what? People are going to have strong opinions that it's one or the other. What happened last night is unfortunate. What happened to Joel Embiid and always happens to Joel Embiid is unfortunate. It's not anyone's fault. Like to put this on, and I've seen already people doing this and listen to people doing it. Well, this is because he needed to go out there and prove he wasn't a baby. Gets No, how about filing the injury report the right way? If the injury report was filed the right way, and I do believe he's injured. I mean, I, I, look, he's limping around last night. He didn't play Monday. He got hurt last Thursday. I do believe he's injured. Like, I don't think he ducked Jokic this particular time. I believe he's injured. But the fact that the people believe, well, he had to go out there last night because he was trying to prove to everyone that he was a duck in MB. What are you proving? Not proving anything. He's a grown man. This is a professional basketball team that acts like they're not run like by adults half the time. So I, I don't want to see any blame towards fans or media or anyone who had a take on Joel Embiid on Saturday night. How about follow protocol, Sixers? You follow protocol and you cut off all the reaction. Their only reaction would be, oh, no, he's hurt again. But no one's going to be mad at that. It's just going to be a reality that he's hurt again. And as far as last night goes and letting him play, you know, that's on everyone, everyone from Daryl Morey, who's, who's always always let the star of his team run the entire operation, run the show. It was James Harden in Houston, and it's Joel Embiid now. That Whatever he says goes. That's it. And Joel Embiid, we've been doing this thing for years where he does this pregame warm-up, and then he says, I'm in or I'm out. And he gets to decide. And it's his career. It's his body. But the Sixers, at some point, you wonder if they're ever going to stand up and be an adult and say, no, we're going to sit down until we're not looking like that. Okay? So you have that aspect of it. Okay, but let's let's play it out. He he said, I'm okay. I feel good. He was jumping better in warm-ups. And they say, all right. Doctor said, all right. Joel says, all right. You're Nick Nurse and you're watching that game. And you're seeing him hobble up and down the court. You're seeing the wrap on his leg. Is this worth it? I mean, is it worth it to keep a hold on fourth place in the Eastern Conference? Really? As they dropped a fifth last night? It wouldn't be for me. So I put last night on everyone everyone. Joel's decision to play, and he's a grown-up, and he made his own choice. The medical team for not stepping in and saying, maybe we have to exercise more caution here. Nick Nurse for allowing it to happen for as long as it did in a game they probably weren't going to win anyway without Tyrese Maxey. And, you know, every single person with the Sixers, you know, right up top to Daryl Moore. I have no idea, you know, what his his role is and, and how his voice is heard on a game day in terms of injury stuff. I'm not sure if he kind of sets the, let's just listen to doctors. Nick, you, you play it by ear. The player gives us his opinion and he kind of stays out of the way. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know how he approaches his voice on questionable calls for injuries. That I don't know. But whatever, you know, I know this. Daryl Morey lets his star players run his franchise. He, that, that's been his M.O. for a very long time. And it's not a great M.O. because it doesn't lead championships, at least not here. And, it, and if you're going to do that, you better have LeBron James. You better have that guy. 
and then it's okay. Otherwise, it doesn't quite work out the same. Now, as far as Joel Embiid himself, there's a lot of different emotions you could have. You feel bad, frustrated, annoyed. You know, you, maybe you shrug your shoulders because it's just, it's inevitable. Maybe you feel like I do and it's Groundhog Day. But here's the one thing that I, I so I, I live in black and white, blue and red, you know, whatever. Pick out two colors and it's either or. Black and white is, is an easy way to frame it because there's a gray area. A lot of people like to live in gray area. I don't really like to do that. You, you are or you aren't. Up or down, left and right, what, whatever the combination is. Joel Embiid isn't built for this. He's injury prone. His body can't handle the rigors. And last night is a rigor. They're all rigors. Like when he fell on his, you know, his knee kind of straightened out and his leg straightened out after the, the play he made in Washington a couple years ago in the playoffs. These are the rigors of playing in the NBA. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, there are, you, you watch sports and there are certain ways athletes' bodies contort and they either get up and keep going or they get hurt contorting a certain way. And obviously there are some catastrophic injuries where like a guy's foot is twisted three ways and you know his ankle broke or whatever but that's not what Joel usually has Joel usually has injuries on things where his limbs and body unfortunately go the wrong way a hyperextension here he lands the wrong way here he falls this way here you know and I and I'll give you know obviously there's some accidental stuff that have happened to him too like when he got the the shoulder to the face or the elbow to the eye but the bottom line is, injury prone, the way I view it in sports, is black or white. Are, are you capable of playing large periods of time, seasons, without suffering injury? And he's not. LeBron James is the opposite. And it's, it's waned a little bit. He had a groin issue a couple years ago as he's gotten to, you know, his 20th year in the NBA. As, as you know, people on 95, as I record this podcast, are not happy with Joel Embiid. I wouldn't be either. No, but like a guy like LeBron James is durable. I mean, as durable as it gets in professional sports. Tom Brady, outside of one freak injury, and just, you know, he got rolled up on. It was a bad injury. He's very durable. And, and we have this all the time. Patrick Mahomes has been durable. Lamar Jackson, less durable. So Joel's injury prone. And, and we do this, like, gasp every time it happens every year. Like, can't believe what's happening here. We can't believe it. This is what happens. This is who Joel Embiid is. It's been this way for years. It's unfortunate. I wish it wasn't happening. I wish that the Sixers could get through a full season and this guy could play a full season and be at his best in the second half of the season. But it never happens. I don't expect it to happen. And it does now play into what's going on here with the trade deadline. You know, as er, as far back, and it's not far back at all, a couple weeks ago, the conversations were like, how much should the Sixers invest? Should they go all in? The Ringer had a story yesterday about maybe LeBron is ready to write his own ticket out of Los Angeles and finish his story somewhere else that has a real chance to win. 
you know, it, it, with the way Joel has played for the most part this year, with the way Maxi was playing, and he's fallen off the last couple of weeks, but was playing, you know, about a month ago, month and a half ago, if you had said, Joe, where are realistic landing spots? If, let's say, LeBron James goes to the Lakers, it says, I want to go win somewhere for, in my last year before I'm done, or my last year before I end up playing with Bronny next year somewhere. I, I just want to go win a championship. Trade me. And if that had happened a month and a half ago, or that story was out a month and a half ago, I would have said the Sixers, with their assets, with Maury, and with their need at that spot, wing, forward, or we want to call LeBron, are top of the list. A winner, a veteran, second ball handler, could do it all. Defense in the big spots when you need everything. He could do it all. It'd be perfect. It'd be perfect. And now you sit here, Joel is hurt, Maxie's fallen down a little bit and, and kind of cut back down to earth, and now he, you know, and... He's not played as well. On top of it, this team is now fifth in the East, and Joel are, are awaiting an MRI. I feel like that should be like the story of Joel's career: awaiting an MRI. That that's that's our that's what we think of. We're thinking of Joel Embiid. So I don't blame the fans. I don't blame the media. I do blame everyone from Maury to Nurse to the medical staff to Embiid himself. He's grown up with the Sixers for going out there last night and hobbled around, and unfortunately making things worse with. Uh, you know, uh, an unfortunate moment in a game and, and an injury that looks painful. I mean, it could be an MCL, could be a hyperextension. I have no idea what it's going to be for Joel Embiid. But I, I know that the MVP thing hovers always over the conversation, the 65-game thing. You know, Joel says he doesn't care. He cared last year. He says he doesn't care about all these other things besides winning, yet he's out there, what, a month ago against the Knicks, hobbling around late in the game to try to get 30, straight, you know, 30 points again in a game. For such a great player, he is hard to wrap your your arms around sometimes. And the reality of of what his career has been is, it's just is what it is. He's a great player, a great scorer, not a championship player yet. And he hasn't proven to be anything close to durable enough to make you feel like that's going to happen. And if I'm Daryl Morey, how could I ever truly feel... 1,000% 1,000% comfortable going all in on my roster when this guy is the centerpiece of my roster, both literally and figuratively, and you never know if his body's going to hold up. Never know. I mean, let's go back to last year. They lost, He's playing through the knee sprain. Is he going to play through something now the whole year because of what happened in the last week or so? I don't know. But as far as the blame and the reality of it, I, I just deal in reality. And I deal in the reality that, it, that Joel Embiid is not a durable enough superstar. That, that's my reality. And, and, you know, I know the injury-prone word pokes at people. It makes people upset. Like, don't call him that. It's not fair. These injuries, it's not, for, it's not his fault. I don't care whose fault it is. It's, it is what it is. He's not durable enough for the season. And I don't know how or when the Sixers ever overcome this or move or change it if they... You know, load management was supposed to be his thing and, and it was always going to be a plan and they moved off of that. They really did. They, they moved off the idea that there could be a different way to do this. They, they really did move off the idea there could be a different way to, to, to change, to really change the status quo of his career. I mean, there, there were thoughts early in his career he would only play maybe 60 games a year and always be on a minute restriction. And then he got to be such a good player the six were like, no, 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 we can't do that. We, we got to let him play. He wants to play. He's healthy now. We got to be past all that. Maybe they shouldn't. You know, maybe there should be a moment at some point here where we go back to it and we're like, you know what? Maybe 
maybe he really does have to play only a certain amount of games to be the best version of himself. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm at a loss for words as well, knowing what the right, the, the right thing is. I mean, that, that's it. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong. Here's what I do know. They, we got to figure it out. And the Sixers got to figure it out because what they've assembled here, it's just not going to work. It really isn't going to work at the level we need it to and we want it to. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Please don't blame fans. Don't blame people with takes for what happened to Joel Embiid. That's not what is the problem here. The problem here, without a shadow of a doubt, is the guy just can't stay healthy. The guy can't stay on the court. That's the problem. It's unfortunate. Great player, great scorer. But man, his body just, I don't believe, is built for the rigors of 82 and then a postseason. It, the evidence is just, it's overwhelming. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. We will talk very soon right here on the feed.